Hello, savvy mom, savvy savers, savvy money makers. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? This is Alki, CEO and founder of Savvy Moms Unite Career Prosperity Catalyst. I come to you all um, in wanting to address something that I think many of us who are approaching this, you know, middle stage in our life. Uh, me uh, having met 40 this year, thankfully, and, you know, by the grace of God, we'll meet 41 next February. And just thinking about, you know, what are the what are the things that I'm willing to let go of um, and the things that I that I'm willing to let go of so I can gain um, in the long run. And I think about, you know, when it comes to the things I spend money on. And I think about, you know, even when it comes to my health, being a little more thoughtful and conscious about that and and why it's important I let go of certain things because I want to gain a healthy lifestyle, right? And then how that plays into my gaining wealth and, and and thinking about all the connections. Like I believe everything's connected. I don't think we can compartmentalize everything in our life. I do believe that your mind, body, and spirit is connected, right? So when I think of my mind and what I put it in and I think about my my body and what I put it in, I think about my spirit and, and what I add to it, right? What what I what my spirit becomes. Um, with those things being connected, I have to let some things go to gain the things that I want and deserve. And they and, and this includes some habits, right? So you know we got some bad money habits that have been long that have been long a part of us. They've they've been part of us. We've learned them. We've seen them over and over again. They come up we, because we repeat certain things in our life. We repeat certain incidents in our life. So, you know, I, I think about my journey and the journey that I've seen with some clients of mine where they, they you know, you go through this cycle where you're like, I've hit a rock bottom. Like, I'm broke, broke. I don't have savings. My debt has increased. I'm really at a bad place financially. Like, I'm going through all these financial things. That I can't figure out my way out of this. You know, you know that moment, right? This has been so hard. Like, I can't even put away $25 because it's just that hard right now. I owe a lot to everybody. My phone is constantly ringing. Debt collectors are calling me. I look at my debt. I want to hide it and put it away so I don't see the bills. Like, the bills are coming, and I literally throw it in a basket on a table and don't open it because I don't even want to know how much I owe. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. Been there, done that. Could write a book on it. But here's what I'm telling you will continue to happen. Because you're avoiding what you know you have to let go of and deal with, it'll continue to be a recurring event in your life. So what you have to let go, I'm not saying let go of the bills. You got to pay them. You're responsible for them. You decided to spend the money and acquire that debt. So you got to pay that back, right? You owe that. Um, so you got to do the work to get you there, right? 
What do you have to let go of to gain the wealth that you're looking for? Because what I always talk about savvy money makers here is your income. You got to think about multiple ways to make money all the time, right? And you also got to think about ways to take your money and invest it into money making opportunities. So what do you have to let go of in order to get to those places? Well, you definitely got to let go of some expectations that don't belong with you that you've got to, you know, okay, so maybe you're someone who you think the exterior matters. So it's about what you're wearing, the latest bag, the latest shoes, or the car you drive. You got to drive that fancy car to prove to the people out there, you know, you good, boo. Oh, I remember that. I remember when I was leasing cars, I had to have the baddest car. I remember walking onto the lot like, shoot. Let me get this car because I want to be riding around making people think. Maybe people know I got money. But guess what? I didn't own any property. I was, I didn't have nothing to my name. I didn't even own the car I was driving. I was renting it. I was paying almost $600 to rent a car and thought nothing of it. Because all I cared about was what I was showing on the outside. I wasn't willing to let go of that that perception that I need to show I had money. And what made me let go of that thinking? What made me really reconsider as I was shedding that, you know, I need to show my money is when I started to hang around people who had money. And I see the cars they're driving and it's so simple. I'm like, yo, these people got like millions in the bank. They have like property and they're driving simple cars okay then when my car got taken away the car that I had so much pride in you know had gotten taken away because I couldn't afford the payments anymore I had gone through a lot of stuff when I moved here to Georgia there was a year of craziness and that year of craziness taught me so many lessons and it was like you got to let go of stuff so when they finally took the car I let it go that day. I was like, like, I didn't fight it. I didn't, I mean, I called, the only reason I called the, the, the place that took my car, the repo company, was because I wanted the stuff out of it. I didn't want the car back. I had let it go. I had let it go because I, I was like, my home matters. So I need to, I'm paying rent now. And so wherever I live, I got to make sure me and my daughter have a place to stay. So that car, I got to let it go. I literally have to let it go. And so when they took it that morning, I let it go. I literally went, okay, the money that I was paying to keep this car, I need to reinvest it into something else that's going to make me money and that's going to do better for me. And, and whatever the other car I get, it's got to be a car I can pay off quickly and that I can own. I don't want to have to finance a car for too long, Right. So I had to let go of that. Was it easy at first? No. There was days where I was embarrassed. I didn't have, you know, the whip that I used to drive. Um, and I, rem- I even remember uh, one of my close friends, I was at her mom's house. We had gone over there to, um, I go to my friend's house and her mom happened to be there. I've known her mom for a long time. And she said, oh, is that your car? Because I have a totally different car, like a very simple, basic car. When I tell you my car is so basic, my car, I have to wind down the windows with, it's not automatic, it's manual. Like a lot of parts, the car locks on me. I had a car that had 
the um the keyless entry, push the start. Like all I had to do was keep the key in my car in my bag and open the car with my thumb. Like I literally the car had backup camera. Like it had all the nice bells and whistles. This car that I got now is so basic. It's so basic. And so she see she, you know, she knew when I came out here, I had that nice black on black leather or you know, nice car. And she said, oh, is that your car, my little red ruby? And I said, yes. And she said, oh, I thought you still had that black car. I said, man, long story, but that car long been gone. It gone. It's, it's not in my possession anymore. <laughs> I got rid of it. I even had another car after that, and that, that was the car that got taken away. Um, but, I mean, I laughed about it because it was no longer an embarrassment for me. It was such a, a good reminder of where I got. I let those things go. And just, you know, me having to have the latest outfit, like buying clothes and tons of clothes. Like, I haven't even bought clothes like I used to. Like, every now and then I won't go shopping because, you know, my weight fluctuates. So sometimes I got to go buy something because my clothes may not fit at the time. But to say, like, I, I go shopping like I used to, like, I was, I remember I used to go shopping every month. Every month I, when I got paid, when I was working at the school in Massachusetts, whenever I got paid, I was in a mall. I was in a store getting whatever I could get because I was trying to fill a void that couldn't be filled. And I had to let go of that. I had to let go of this is not what's making me happy. There's something else got to find make me happy, right? So what are you willing to let go of to gain the wealth you need to gain? What do you what do you have to let go of? What 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 are some of perceptions, old habits? Because sometimes we think we are not capable of making money. Um we think that uh we're just to get the paycheck we get from our job and that's it. And that's there's nothing wrong with that. I work ladies. I work and have a business. I'm never going to tell you that it's a bad thing to work. Always, if you if that's what you got to do to pay your bills, to take care of your family, or you just enjoy what you do at work, more power to you, honey. I am such a supporter of that. But I don't believe that's the only way to make money. I believe there's multiple ways. Even if you got a little side hustle that you do out of your home, You have to find multiple ways to gain money because here's what happens. Anything can happen. You could, if you're in a job where they pay you hourly and you have to lose hours in a week, that's less pay. Don't you need something to supplement that in case that happens? Or you need a, you know, something to dip into if you've got extra expenses that your job doesn't cover. That's why I say multiple income streams matter. Listen, I got multiple hustles. I do hair, and I just started gaining more clients through my job because you know why? I was a walking billboard. My hair, I do my own hair, right? And I've done my own hair for several years. I've done my, my own hair, I would say, for the last almost 10 years. I've been doing my own hair since I went natural. I have, for the most part, done, done my own hair. I think in the whole time I was a natural, I've only had my hair done professionally twice. And that was for events. That wasn't even for, you know, like me just going to the salon on a regular day. I trim my own hair. I wash it and treat it, steam it, braid it, 
crocheted and I started getting into crochets because I would braid, I would do single braids on my hair. It would take forever. And I just hated the wait period that it would take. So I started getting into crochet. When I would go to work, a friend of mine would always be like, oh my God, who did it? I'd be like, I did it. She's like, you lying. Cause she would wear crochet all the time. She's like, do you know how much I pay for my crochet? I paid like a hundred or something dollars for my crochet. I said, man, crochet don't take that long. She's like, and I got to wait in the salon all day for people. Like I'll be in the salon, like almost most of my Saturday. I said, I could do your hair in two hours and I'll charge you half. And then she became a client. Then the other day I got one of my coworkers calling me and she's like, I don't want to have to drive two hours to go back to where I'm from in another part of Georgia to do my hair. Is there any way you could do my hair? This woman lives an hour away from me. I said, sure. You know, come on a Sunday. She's talking about to. I said, all right, I'll charge you whatever. Um, and I'll do your hair. Then another lady came up to me just today and was like, oh, you're doing her hair? Can you do my hair? I was trying to make sure my hair looks good because I know I'm a walking billboard for that side hustle. They see my hair, they see it's looking fly. They're like, oh, they, they asking questions. What do you think? They become clients. So what did I have to let go? Listen, nobody could have told me I would be doing people's hair and getting paid for it. That's not something I even grew up thinking. I, I've done hair for a while. I've done hair since I was 12 years old. I used to do my sister's hair. I used to do my niece's hair. So I used to do friends' hair. Um, I did friends here in college, did my own hair in college at times. So I just thought it was just something I did. I never thought I would get paid for it. My friend would always tell me, you know, the one who became my first paying, consistently paid client. She would always tell me like, girl, you should really consider this like as something you do regularly. I said, if I start to do it too often, I think I'll get tired of it. I like every now and then it's something I make money off of. And so it's fine. Like I'm good with a set of clients that I'm building right now because that's a stream of income. And it's only two hours out of my day on a Sunday or a Saturday versus me spending hours and hours in a salon doing multiple heads. I, that's not going to be my life. But can I do it as something that's going to pay me and get me what I need every now and then? little side money that I can play with and do something fun with my daughter or pay a bill even, which I've done. It's great. Like, it's awesome. So just thinking about different things. What are you good at? What are some things that you could sell easily? It doesn't have to be something too hard or difficult that you could do easily and sell. The holiday seasons are coming. The holiday season is coming up. If you're a baker, are there baked goods that you can make for a family that's looking to have Thanksgiving dinner, but maybe they don't want to worry about baking or they don't have anybody that bakes a certain treat that you can bake and sell for people throughout the holidays? Gift wrapping. Some people, I I never knew gift wrapping was like a difficult thing for some people because my mom would make us, you know, help wrap the gifts. Um, the night before Christmas. So I was just so used to wrapping gifts. I remember spending hours, you know, wrapping gifts and I just got so used to it. Some people don't know how to do it. All right, take on the gifts and wrap it for them and let them pay you. Whatever you got to do, write handwriting notes. If you're a good handwriter and you, you don't mind doing that, like whatever you need to do to make that extra money to keep you going. Learning to invest. 
whether it's the stocks, is in property. You know, there's a lot of online tools. There's a lot of things at your disposal that you can take advantage of and learn about and utilize that knowledge to gain some income to help your family. This is not the this is not the era of, you know, I wait till the opportunity falls in my lap or I, I wait till I meet this person that connects me to this person. We can network over social media, online, whatever, you know, route we can. It's so, people are so much more accessible these days than they used to be. So our access to money-making opportunities are vast. It, it's, it, it, it runs the gamut. If you... Even like if you like listen to me, you're like, you know, I want more information. There's so much there's so much more out there. I even as someone who has had experience as a coach of a financial coach and has coached myself out of certain financial situation. I still go and get coaching myself. I still go invest in tools that give me access to things so I can learn myself. I don't sit here and just rely on my past knowledge. I try to re-up my knowledge so I have more up-to-date knowledge. So that's why I joined the Budgetista um, Dreamers Academy. And I pay for that subscription every month because I want access to new information. I don't want to be in the dark about things. I don't want to be left out if there's opportunities to save money, make money, increase my credit score. Um, You know, I had to let go of some bad spending habits so that I could be in a place where I'm not lacking or I'm not feeling the pinch or I'm not feeling like I'm making decisions that are harming me, but I'm making decisions that are, that are put me in a comfortable space. So what do you have to let go? What, what are some things, if you were to sit down and really think about it, what would you need to let go? Is it that you need to let go of some negative thinking around money? Does it, does it mean you have to let go of certain um, attachments that are not good when it comes to money, such as you know, sometimes we think that um, we want to just hold on to our money and not invest in it because we're afraid we're going to lose it, right? That attachment to it. When sometimes you just got to let it go. Like, I, I know sometimes when I'm, ha- when I'm having that feeling like, oh, money's so tight, money's so tight, I'll just give money. Like, I'll give a dollar, I'll give five dollars, I'll just give, give, give. Because I know when I give, I receive. So just sometimes we got to do that even, just even if it's a dollar, you know, um, like if you go to Walgreens or these stores, Publix or whatever, they'll always ask you, oh, do you want to donate to this cause or whatever? If you believe in the cause, just donate, whether it's a dollar or what. Um, I love that um, Publix does this. Publix is a chain of um, supermarkets out here um, in Georgia, and they... During the holidays, they sell food baskets for people in need. And I'm really sensitive to that because I just think like food is such a such a common thing and everybody should have a 
access to food. I don't think anybody should ever go a day without food. There's so much food in this world that people shouldn't starve. And so whenever I can give to a cause that feeds people, I will give willingly. I don't blink an eye, I give. And they sell these baskets. I think the lowest is like $5 and it could go all the way up to 50. And so I went into the store the other day and I saw the baskets. It's the second time I've done it. I was like, give me, you know, give me the $5 basket. I just wanted to be able to do that. And then um, there's a, there's a uh, organization that I give to monthly um, that feeds the homeless in Atlanta. Um, And I just, that's part of my tithing. And that's something that I've done even in my brokest moments. I've always given because I know I have to let go of this idea that this money's going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. If I believe it's going to stay with me, I believe that I'll always be fed. I believe that I'll always be taken care of. My daughter's never starved. And so I always feel like even if I gave that $5, that doesn't mean my daughter and I will starve. And I'll tell you this, this is how I know like when you truly let go, the first time I went into the store and bought that $5 basket for, you know, to donate uh, for a family, that very same day, I got $5 extra uh, um, back on my card for something. Like, it was random. Like, I don't know where it came from, but I just got $5 extra back. And I just said, you know what? When you truly let go, you will receive. And so if you want to see wealth in your life, if you want to really build that savvy mindset around money and you really want to see money as it's everlasting, it's it's abundantly flowing in your life, you will have to let go and let it flow. Like you will truly have to let go of the negative connotations you have with money that it's scarce, it's going to go away. Um, If you don't spend it, you'll lose it. If you don't, uh, um, you know, if you don't look like you have money, then you don't like you got to let go of some of the things that are holding you back from getting to the place you need to be when it comes to abundance in your life and wealth and not being afraid to go there. Because I think sometimes we're so hesitant to see wealth as a as obtainable because we think it's only for a small group of people in this world. And it's not. There are plenty of average people walking around with money because they believed that money was always flowing. They, they didn't deny the opportunities that came their way to make more than what they make. We think we're limited by what we make at work. My salary at my job is not my limit. That's just a part of, that's, that's what I'm making on the way to my, my, my goal. It's not my end goal. Even when I said, look, God, you're going to give me this salary and I made it, I knew there was more coming even after that. Because that was like, all right, I'm good at this point, at this place with that income, right? But I know more is coming from there. And I know more will come even after that because I'm going to get it from other sources. And, And believing in that, that it will come from other sources, that I will not be denied the opportunity for it to come from other sources. Because I truly believe in the power of, of, you know, God and belief. I believe that God will bless you, humbly bless you when you are truly in the flow. And so being in the flow means like you letting go freely, just letting go of anything that's holding you back, anything that's teaching you the wrong bad habits, but are, but the things, but bringing into your life, the things that are allowing you to have that freedom in your thinking and giving freely and, and, and giving freely and knowing that 
it's going to the person and you'll be returned to you tenfold. I will always get back more than what I give. I will always give back more than what I give. So and encourage you to, to give more. Because if you believe you will always get back more than what you give, whether it's back financially or even more in opportunities, you will not cease to give. You will not cease to let go. So it's a testament. It's a testimony to, to the process of letting go of the things you need to, to get what you want. Letting go of the things that hold you back to gain what you deserve. Letting go of the things that are letting go of the things that make you think money is scarce to get the to get in the flow of abundance. That is such an amazing transition when you make that. When you have no fear that when you spend that dollar, there's more coming to you. When you give to that person in need that you're blessing them more than you could ever imagine because you've been blessed. So thank you for listening. I hope this message finds you well. I hope that you can see how powerful it is when we dig deep and really go through the process of healing the things that have held us back for so long. So I know that y'all will continue to listen and, and, and I expect that you'll share this if this res- this message resonates with you, please do. Um, thank you all. Thank you all. I know you can listen to a ton of other podcasts or other people talking. But thank you for coming to my, you know, my podcast and listening and sharing and, and giving, you know, what you need to. Continue to follow me on all platforms. Um, Facebook, I have a Savvy Money Mindset group that... I like to talk to and, and get to shift their mindset around money. Um, I have my Facebook group, Savvy Moms Unite, a Facebook um, page, Savvy Moms Unite, that you can follow as well for more videos and content. Thanks again. Love you all and have a blessed one.